Government of India Act, 1858. The War of Indian Independence in 1857 brought the affairs of East India Company to an end. In 1858, an act known as the Act for the Good Government of India, abolished the East India Company and transferred the powers of government, territories and revenues to the British Crown. By this act, the government of India was placed directly under the Crown. It was also known as Queen's Proclamation Act, 1858. Features of the Act, 1858 This act ended the system of double government. The institutions of Board of Control and Court of Proprietors, or Court of Directors, were abolished. It changed the designation of the Governor-General of India to that of Viceroy of India. Viceroy was the direct representative of the British Crown in India. Lord Canning, the then Governor-General, became the first Viceroy of India. Government of India Act, 1858 created a new office, Secretary of State for India, with complete authority over Indian administration. He was a member of the British Cabinet and was responsible to the British Parliament. This act constituted the Secretary of State in Council with a power to sue and being sued in India and in England. By this act, a Council of India where 15 members acted as an advisory body was established to assist the Secretary of State for India. The Secretary of State was made the Chairman of the Council. Indian Councils Act, 1861 The Indian Councils Act, 1861, was one of the series of reforms initiated by the British government to reform the British administrative setup in India. Features of the Act, 1861 the Indian Councils Act, 1861, reversed the centralizing tendency that started in 1773 and completed with 1833 Act. It restored the legislative powers of the Bombay and Madras presidencies. The Act provided for the establishment of new legislative councils for Bengal in 1862, Northwestern Frontier Province in 1866 and Punjab in 1897. This act empowered the Viceroy to make rules and orders for the more convenient transaction of business in the Council. It gave a recognition to the portfolio system, introduced by Lord Canning in 1859. It authorized the Viceroy to issue ordinances during an emergency even without the agreement of the Legislative Council. It associated Indians with the law-making process for the first time. The Viceroy could nominate Indians as non-official members in his expanded council. In 1862, three Indians were nominated Legislative Council, of Banaras, the of Patiala and Sir Dinkar Rao. Indian Councils Act, 1892 The Indian Councils Act, 1892 dealt exclusively with the powers, functions and compositions of the Legislative Councils. Features of the Act, 1892 it increased the number of additional non-official members in the central and provincial legislative councils, but maintained the official majority in them. Legislative Council was given power to discuss the budget. Members of Legislative Council were allowed to ask questions to the executive. It authorized Viceroy to nominate non-official members in Central Legislative Council on the recommendation of the Provincial Legislative Councils and the Bengal Chamber of Commerce. Similarly, 
it authorized governors to nominate non-official members in the provincial legislative councils on the recommendation of the district boards, municipalities, universities, trade associations, and chambers. Indian Councils Act, 1909 This act is also known as Morley Minto Reforms as Lord Morley was the Secretary of State for India and Lord Minto was the Viceroy of India in 1909. Features of the Act, 1909 As per the Act of 1909, membership of the Legislative Council at the Centre increased from 16 to 60. For major provincial councils, the number was raised to 50 and for minor provinces it was fixed to 30. The additional members were both nominated and elected. The principle of election was functional representation. This act allowed the provincial legislative councils to have non-official majority. However, it retained official majority in the central legislative council. Satendra Prasad Sina became the first Indian to join the viceroy's executive council. He was also appointed as the law member because this act for the first time provided for the association of Indians with the executive councils of the viceroy and governors. The act also increased the number of executive councillors in the three major presidencies, Bombay, Madras, and Bengal. This act increased the deliberative functions of the legislative councils at both the levels. Now members were allowed to ask supplementary questions and discuss any matter of general public interest and budget. This act introduced a system of communal representation for Muslims by providing separate electorate to them. As per this, the Muslim members were to be elected only by Muslim voters. Hence, Lord Minto came to be known as the father of communal electorate in India. Government of India Act, 1919 this act is also known as the Montague Chelmsford Reforms as Montague was the Secretary of State for India and Lord Chelmsford was the Viceroy of India in 1919. It was in favor of the Declaration of British Government on 20 August, 1917. Its objective was the gradual introduction of responsible government in India. Features of the Act, 1919 This act introduced the system of diarchy a term derived from the Greek word diarch, which means double rule, in the provinces. It was considered to be a substantial step towards transfer of power to the Indians. The provincial subjects of administration were to be divided into two categories namely transferred and reserved. The transferred subjects were to be administered by the governor with the help of ministers responsible to the legislative council. Whereas, the governor and the executive council were to administer the reserved subjects without having any responsibility towards the legislature. However, this experiment was largely unsuccessful. This act set the devolution rules, by which subjects of administration were divided into two categories namely, central and provincial. Central category had subjects of all India importance like railways and finance, while matters relating to the administration of the provinces were classified as provincial. It introduced, bicameralism that is concept of two houses and direct elections in the country for the first time. Consequently, the Indian Legislative Council was replaced by a bicameral legislature consisting of an upper house that is the Council of State and a lower house that is the Legislative Assembly. 
The majority of members of both the houses were to be chosen by direct election. The number of Indians in the Governor-General's Executive Council was raised to three in a council of six members other than the Commander-in-Chief. The Indian members were entrusted with departments such as law, education, labor, health and industries. Communal representation extended to Sikhs, Christians, Anglo-Indians, etc. Secretary of State was to be henceforth paid salary out of the British revenue. It provided for a new office of the High Commissioner for India in London and transferred to him some of the functions of the Secretary of State for India. It also provided for franchise for those who were educated, paid tax and had property. It made provision for the establishment of a public service commission, which came into being in 1926 for the recruitment of civil servants. It separated provincial budgets from the central budget and provincial legislatures were authorized to enact their budgets.